G'day, aloha, g'day again and welcome. This is Sunny Man. I'm with Benny Clifton. You are on the punting monologue. Well, you're not on it. Your ears are in it. No, it's in your ears. Crikey! Should we do that again? Nah, bugger it. How are you, Benny? Yeah, good, Sunny. How are you going, mate? I thought I was all right till I started talking, but uh, I may have just had a stroke. Can you smell burnt toast? We got a couple of winners last week. Mate! Are you going to bring that up? or? So you got the big one. Let's get straight to it here. Let's not blow our own trumpet, but wheel out the brass band. You got Mr. Brightside, which was paying a motto, which is great. You also had a handful of other winners, but let's not bloody bury the lead here, mate. The Omen streaked home. Bel Air, mate, yeah. It won by an absolute beast. Oh, mate, the Fresh Prince just slapped its way in. It did <laughs> hit no hitches, that's for sure. Those bad boys were left in its wake. Uh, yeah, how good's that? We had a great day. Had a great day. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, it's very rare that we both both back a Wow, win. it's definitely rare that I back one. It's kind of your job. Um, <laughs> mate, how's this week looking? Are you confident? Is it a tough week? No, it's very tough, it? actually. As we go through it, I'll, I'll explain why. But rail's out eight metres at Flemington. Track should be good. Rail out eight metres probably sort of helps the track a little bit. It can be really hard to lead there at Flemington um, when the rail's true. I just think it brings leaders into play a little bit more. So down the straight as well. Normally inside's sort of off, but it's sort of the rail out eight metres should take care of that. So it should be pretty fair. So no excuses track-wise because it is one of the best tracks in Australia, if not the best. But um, yeah, just size of fields and shape of fields. Pretty difficult little day. What will be up there? Best tracks in the country quickly. Flemington, Ranwick? Flemington would probably that'd be number one, no doubt. Yeah, Randwick, sort of the Flemington of Sydney. Um, and then Parap Caulfield races. and Rowe. Parap Racecourse in Darwin? <laughs> I used to live across the road from Parap Racecourse. Did you? Oh, yeah. You knew about it when they ran. Crikey. Caulfield and Rosie would be on a par as well. But yeah, okay. yeah, Flemington's probably the benchmark. You'd be doing well if you boxed those three. All right, let's get into the first at Flemington then, over 1100. The Good Friday appeal. Good Friday. Nothing good about it. Pubs are closed. Can't eat meat. It's a shocking, shocking day. day. 1,100 metres. <laughs> shocking. One of the worst in the calendar. It's, it's getting better. It's getting better. There's footy on now and you can get yourself a beer. But and they've got a little bit of racing yeah. on now. So, And have they got footy? Yeah, they do now, but it's north. Three years ago was the worst day ever. Yeah, it's not good. It's up there with Valentine's Day and my birthday. All right, let's get into it. The favourite is <laughs> Varenskova at 290. Scorched Earth at 5 bucks. Snapped at 650. Serides at 850. Senegalia, doesn't he play for Geelong at nine bucks and Megamir at 14, probably coming off the halfback flank with Senegalia. What are we thinking here, mate? All right, speed map, Sarah Des going forward, Senegalia going forward, Scorched Earth won't be too far from Duchess of Dorset, probably doesn't have the early speed it used to show, but from barrier 10, I think they'll push forward and further back the rest. Varen Scover, the favourite, I expect to be out the back, so I'm against the favourite, I just think... Mm, bit tight at the at the quote of two dollars ninety at the moment. Got a little bit of straight form. Yeah, fair enough. I can understand why it's favourite, but I think two ninety is too short. Snap. I don't know what to do with it. Barrier one. Is that going to suit it down the straight? Not particularly sure. I think it actually suits dropping back in trip. I just think this is going to end up a short course horse who uh, you know gets back and runs on. But they stretched it out to thirteen hundred metres last start. Don't think it particularly suited. But anyway, that doesn't matter. I'm just talking crap because we're getting to the horse we want to back. We're on scorched earth, aren't we? 
we are on scorched earth. I've got a it's feeling. Just I've a got nice a feeling. horse, this horse. Yeah. I just think it's well placed under the uh, handicap conditions. Damien Oliver from Barry Eight. I think Barry Eight will give him some options whether he wants to push forward or just sit midfield. It's got really good straight form. It's got former Anna Argentia from last campaigning stakes company. I just think that this is a really nice horse at its best and. You know, there probably is a little bit of a query, um, you know, whether it can get back to its best after sort of an aborted campaign last time in. But I think on best form, I'm happy to take $5. And I'd much rather take $5 about it rather than the $2.90 with Veron Scova. Yeah, I like That was it. a long preview for race one, though. Yeah, no, don't worry. I cut all of that out, mate. I'm just going to say Scorched Earth. Next, mate. I was leaning towards <laughs> Scorched Earth, actually. I had, my, I had my bike nicked this week, start of the week, and... Uh, yeah, I'm not too happy about it. Where so from? I had to, mate, out the front of my kid's childcare. Far out. Day one, they nicked the tyre and then bent the frame trying to get the lock, the lock off. So I went back that Arvo to pick it up and they'd finished the job. Gonski. So I had to walk home on the scorched earth. What, you just left it out, like you left it for multiple days out the front? Nah, one day, one Arvo. Anyway, <laughs> so scorched earth is what was beneath my feet on the walk home. Let's go to race two over 1,200 metres. Amazonian lass didn't meet any of them on the walk back at three ninety. Hell Queen might have met a few of those at four fifty. <laughs> Bossy Nick six bucks. Coast Princess at ten. Anna Jazar at ten. And I walked home in a celestial storm at thirteen bucks. No, we're not betting here, so we won't waste too much time. I just think the Good. shape of the market gives it away. This is really, really tough. Um, in regards to the favourite Amazonian. Lass, obviously, well backed on debut, four forty into three seventy. It just didn't run any time at Warwick Farm. It was sort of it was stylish enough, but uh, I like to see him do something on the clock as well. So uh, couldn't be with it. And Halkeen was the other was the other one. It sort of won well last start. Time was okay. Didn't really beat much, but I think there's holes in its previous form through Mahaba and Charmstone. I just don't know uh, whether that form will hold up going forward. So given the unknowns, I just couldn't find a bet in this race. Too tough for mine. We move on. Perfect. Race three it is. Over 2,000 metres. We've got Summer Beal at 4.20. A proven winner here. Decent strike rate. Sparkle at 6.50. Kettle Hill, 6.50. I took the independent road home at 9.50 and got the black pen out because my bikes are right off at 12 bucks. Should be an okay temp. I think Summer Beal and We Take Manhattan will go forward. The Waterhouse bot horses like to roll along a little bit, so I don't expect they'll go too slow. So um, we tipped Summer Beal last, uh, uh, last week at Mooney Valley. I thought it was quite disappointing. Just didn't have the early speed to even get near the lead. And if these Waterhouse and bot horses don't lead, then it's almost all over. They You, you could write your own ticket on it. I wouldn't want to be on them. So it's on the back up here. It's normally a positive, but it stays at 2,000 metres. And it's proven over time that the Waterhouse bot horses need to be going up and trip. They sort of lose their, bringing their step if they stay at the same distance. So I'm mm. completely against the favourite summer beal. Sparkle is another one I'm against because I just thought it had the perfect setup last time. It was on the back up. Out of a really good form race, got a really soft lead. So it had everything go its way on that occasion. Gets a negative jockey change, and it's not on the back up here. So I'm against it. So given I'm against the two favourites, I've found a couple of bets here. Kettle Row, nice. Kettle Hill is the one I want to be with. Number mm-hmm. five, started favourite last start behind Munomek, and that form has held up. I just think this form line is much stronger. It's drawn barrier 13, which not ideal, but I just think it needs to be three wide with cover and should be able to finish over the top. So I'm with Kettle Hill. And the other horse I want to have something on is Black Pen down the bottom, uh, number 16. Oh, nice. And I just think this is a horse who 
has always shown plenty of ability. Obviously, the winning strike rate's no good one from 17, but has always shown enough ability. Gets a really nice drop in weight here. And I just think with the queries over some of the horses in the market, I was willing to back multiple horses in the race, and Black Pen was the other one I wanted to be with. So Kettle Hill and Black Pen for me, Sonny Munn. I like it, mate. Bit of value about there. Just be careful what you're punting with out there, punters. Just think about what you could be buying instead. Race four over 1,000 metres. we got the bopper. Love's getting a place at least the bopper at 340. On the lead at 480. Kalos, not to be mistaken with Jacques Kalos, arguably the greatest all-rounder of all time, at 550. <laughs> Dejumbuk, also at 550. A very fine red. Was the colour of my bike at nine fifty, and Curran is at ten bucks. What suburb are we talking for your bike? It was in Carlton, time? mate. Carlton in Melbourne. For anyone uh, listening outside of these four walls, but um, yeah, look, let's not besmirch the entire suburb. Let's just besmirch the dickhead who parked it where he was told explicitly not to by someone at childcare. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Hey, mate, maybe don't oh, lock it really? up." Really? I was like, "Yeah, I'll be right." Cheers. So how did so you took it there in the morning? I don't understand the logistics of it. All right. The logistics of this, I went there in the Arvo to pick her up. So it was actually overnight. So I went there in the Arvo, picked her up in the pram, took her home. In the morning, dropped her back off. That was when I was going to ride the bike home. So it was there from 5 p.m. until 8 a.m. That's 15 hours. Nothing bad ever happens under darkness, does it? Under the cloak of darkness, no. Look, mate, I don't need that from you, all right? Left leg, right leg, my body's going to have to follow. Can we keep moving on? Shit. Maybe I should go midnight charm. You've given me a market, haven't you? Uh, yeah, dog. Yeah, so let's not waste too much time on this race. Too hard. Too late. I mean, I looked at the bopper. I thought it's probably got the strongest form line through that passive-aggressive Eduardo race, but I just don't know where it's going to get from barrier three on the inside. I thought that was a little bit sticky for it. On the leads, probably in the same boat. It's going to be back on the inside. Uh, is that going to be the right place? Kalos, I thought, had its birthday first up. Happy birthday, Kalos. <laughs> and the other horse, the uh, Jumbuck, who I'm a huge fan of and has been absolutely fine. Yeah. Form line's been red hot. And then they drop it back from 1,200 to 1,000 metres. I just don't think it's going to suit it. So I tied myself in knots right. with this race and couldn't find the winner. So we move on. And oh, don't do that. We've got a winner later on in the card, hopefully. Well, we go to a fair bit more distance now. And the next at race five, over 2,600 metres, the Lexus Roy Higgins. Good on you. Goldman with Jordan Childs on board at 270 is your favourite. So unusual at 460. Solcombe at 5. Young Werther, an old Oman of mine at 650. Youth Spirit at 11. Allegron at 13. And if I ever find the bastard who nicked my bike, it'll be Swords Drawn at 26 to 1. All right. Favourite, Goldman. This is a horse who's very hard to get a line on. And in that, one at Kembla Grange. Um, and then a one a midweek at Warwick Farm, and then one easily and hard to really knock it. But I just think it's going to find her a lot harder here in that you know, it's coming up against some pretty decent opposition, go straight up to Stakes Company. Obviously, the camp have got a big opinion of it, but the market does too, and uh, it's already short enough at $2.70 for mine. So I'm against Goldman. I think so unusual, nice horse. We were on it last time. I can't argue with what it, with the price it is in the market, $4.60, but you know, it's facing its toughest test here, going up in grade. I think it can measure up. But the horse I want to back here is Solcom. I just think this is the different form line. Coming down from Sydney, nothing has probably really gone its way over the shorter courses in its first two runs back. And we, if we have a look at that Flemington win back in November when it absolutely broke the clock and you know stamped itself as a possible Cups horse this year, 
It sort of didn't get warm until it really wound up the last 200 metres. Even at the 400 metre mark, it looked like it was going to you know, run last. Then it got into its stride, powered late, and I expect probably the same here. Up to t- uh, 2,600, I just think you'll see a new horse here. It's a genuine stayer, and I think the market could forget about this horse in that, you know, mm. face value on these first two runs back probably haven't been at its best, but I think it'll grow a leg at this trip. So I'm with Sulcombe. I like it, mate. I like it. That's some good research. I like the fact that the market's going to forget about it. We won't. Over 1,100 now, the Sunlight Classic. Even I know that horse in race six. What you need at 270. This thing is a proven winner. Benedetta at three bucks, and then it blows out to double figures. Recommendation 11, Rich Fortune 12, Arctic Fairy 19, Renasu 23. And what do you put on your chain and your bike? Grease at 23. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, this is probably a two-horse race. There is some chance that Benedetta goes to Friday night at the Valley, but uh, oh, yep. which would make it a one-horse race. But they're two really different horses in that I expect what you need to be up on the speed, you know, sort of high-percentage play, drawn barrier 17, probably suits down the straight here. And Benedetta's going to be back in the field. She doesn't sort of have that early speed to, to go with them. So, and particularly dropping back to 1,100, I think she'll get back on the inside. Uh, and that's the reason why I'm going with what you need. I think what you need... He, he's the high percentage play. He broke the clock last time. He broke the clock on debut. He really does look like a group one horse to me. And, you know, this horse is going to be out in the front uh, making its own luck, whereas Benedetta is going to be buried back on the inside and uh, looking for runs, which isn't going to be ideal. And I just think they're pretty tight in the market. I think you'll see a bit of market separation as we get close to the race because that the map advantage that what you need has is quite significant. So I'm with what you need, Sonny. Superb stuff, mate. Let's move on to the big one, shall we? Race seven, the Aussie Cup. The Australian Cup is over bang on two kilometres. We've got Cascadian coming in hot after last week's performance at 350. Good horse. Mwanga for the All Black fans among us at 750. Right you are, the person who told me not to chain my bike up out the front of daycare at 750. But hey, I'm a non-conformist, so I did it anyway at eight bucks, and it's double figures the rest. Yeah, when I was putting my selections together here, it was a slightly different market and I've noticed there's been a fair bit of money for Cascadian. That could, be, I don't think that's real money. Is it fake money? Monopoly money? Well, they, Boardsbet knock off the prices across the board to keep them down, so, um, to keep their liabilities down on popular horses and looks like that's what they've done here on Cascadian wow. because a move like this just doesn't happen normally. Um, the pros wouldn't be playing into a race like this just yet. So I'm keen on Cascadian. Um, I just think third up, this looks like a complete set play on the backup. Won the Doncaster third up a few campaigns ago. I can't really fault it. So I want to be with Cascadian. But the important thing about this bet is that we've got to wait until closer to the jump. And when the market percentages come down, uh, you'll you'll find that you'll get a better price about Cascadian. I mean, some joints are still betting 127, 128% with the um, emergencies there. So, Oh, geez, you can't be doing that. Everyone knows that. We'll be getting $4 plus about Cascadian um, closer to the race. I'd be happy to take that because I just think it's a real set play for this horse. So I'm with Cascadian. The other horse I want to back is Moanga, um, and I'll explain why I want to narrow down on these two horses in a sec, but coming out of the Ranvet last start, which last week, which was a race that it started favourite in, but it rated absolutely through the roof. It's got animo form from its previous two runs, yet to miss a place in five runs of the track, so I'm happy to go the two-horse play, Cascadian and Moanga. I'm against the Melbourne form, so right you are 
is the sort of horse who came through the Australian Cup lead-up last start, won pretty well, but it's about 10th run in this campaign. I don't think there's any improvement mm-hmm. to come, and I just think these different form lines are Cascadian and Moanga are coming out of a far superior. So uh, I'm potting right, you are. I'm potting nonconformist. I know it came back well last start in the blamey, but I just thought it had everything go its way. It was $19 on that occasion, and... Sort of, it probably does um, go best fresh. So I'm with Cascadia and Moonga. I think that's a really good two-horse play. But I think the important thing to note about Cascadia is wait to much closer to the jump because you'll get a better price than what you're currently getting at the moment. Fantastic advice. And the two horses you're against are the two I'm on. So everything is lining up. Let's go over to race eight now. Race eight, our favourite is number 13. Lucky for some, Elation with an eye at 360. Daytona Bay comes in next at 420. Then it's Pinstriped. Coincidentally, that is exactly what my bike seat was at six bucks. And Cardinal Jam at eight. Then it drifts out to El Rocco at double figures. Have we had an Oman yet? Or have you not got an Oman? Mate, every bloody race. (laughs) Every race I'm mentioning something. What do you want me to do? A reference to your bike. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I don't know whether to go into too much depth with this race or not, Sonny. I'll let you be the judge of that because... Nope. I'm arming and ahhing about this race, whether it's a betting race. So, Elation... No doubt is probably the best horse in the race. It's the best horse in the race. Started eight dollars fifty at Group One weight for age last start. It's had a long time off. That was sort of an aborted campaign where something obviously went went wrong. So you couldn't back it with any confidence. Daytona Bay, the second favourite. I don't think it's much good. I think that it's been short the market because it's had Jamie Carr and it's had map advantages its last two. But I think lacks a touch of ability. I am going to have a bet here, Sonny. I'm going to I'm going to do it in the run because I was arm in and ah in on it. The horse I want to back. We got there in the end. <laughs> the horse I want to back is Pinstriped. I just think yes. it was a real bowl around last start in that they put the apprentice on over 1,200 metres, which was never going to suit, and they just gave it a run. It was sort of a glorified barrier trial. They put the senior jockey on in Blake Shin. They go up in trip here, 1,400 metres of suit. Flies at uh, Flemington. Last time I was at this track and distance, ran second to Scalapini, and we know what Scalapini's been doing lately. So, um, yeah, I'm with Pinstriped. I do think it is about $6 is a good price, and I just think there's a fair bit of queries about the uh, horses who are really tight in the market. I think, you know, especially Daytona Bay, I couldn't possibly back it. I think it's a very limited conveyance. So let's back Pinstriped. All right, let's do it. I like it. I'm on board. Let's go to the last now, mate. At 1,200 metres, we've got Traporti, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, at six bucks. is a pretty open field. Stormbolt at sevens. My Yankee Girl is at eight bucks. We've got Cooled at nine. And then all the way down the very end, because you weren't happy with me literally saying a horse for every single race, we'll go straight out, Oman, on my mate Sonny at 71 bucks. <laughs> what an air. That was an absolute layup for you. Isn't it just? About the only mate he's got. Yeah, so look, like you could probably tell that I'm gonna, not going to have a bet here. The, the shape of that market, there's just so many chances in this race, and uh, even you know one of the chances hasn't even got a run yet. So yeah, I'm staying out here. Couldn't even recommend one to really have a look at. I, th- I thought the market had the right, you know, had it in the right order and, and about the right price. So I think we've had enough bets earlier in the day to to make a profit. So we'll stick with them and we'll sit out the last one. Yeah, good idea. No worries sticking out. Just remember, you know, chances are you're about to lose. So just have a think. Is this a bet you really want to place? Speaking of bets, let's run through the cards, shall we? Race one. You think Scorched Earth is a really nice horse. Isn't that lovely? It's also what was beneath my feet after the pushy was nicked. So we're both on that. You're not having anything in race two. I had to walk home in a celestial storm. So I'm on that. Race three, it's the patented Benny Clifton double play. 
you can go Kettle Hill despite Barrier 13 and Black Pen. I'll join you on Black Pen to ride off the bike and I'll take Independent Road on the way home. You're not having anything in race four. You think the Jumbuck's going to miss out, dropping down to 1,000 metres. The colour of my pushy was a very fine red, so I'm on that at about 10 bucks. Race five, you're back in the game at Solcombe. Sounds like something for an afro. That's a genuine stayer. Something decent out of Sydney for a change. And if I ever find the bloke who stole my bike, it's swords drawn. Race six is another two-horse race here. Race six is a two-horse race between your guy, What You Need, and Bendetta. What You Need has been making its own luck and breaking its clocks. What, what You Need is a new bike. <laughs> That's what I need is a new bike, but I don't need grease because the chain is gone. Race seven. You think Cascadian, but people, wait until it's closer to the jump. And Moanga in another double play. So I'll go a double play of, hmm, to the person who told me not to lock up the bike. Right you are. But I'm a nonconformist, so stuff you. That's my double play. Race eight. <laughs> it was a glorified barrier trial last time out for Pinstriped, and that's the colour of my seat, so we're both on that. So that's probably not going to come in. You're shouldering arms in race nine, despite your mate Sonny going for my mate Sonny. That's just a straight-up omen. All right, how are we looking? Best bet you want? What do you? What, what would be your best out of that? I'm tipping. I'm going to predict it is between Cascadian and Scorched Earth. What about what you need? The champ. No, nah, right, eh? No, nah, it's what you need. I just think the map advantage it has over Benedetta is mm-hmm. quite severe. So, um, and there is a, if if Benedetta does go to Mooney Valley on Friday night. And he's scratched from yeah. Saturday. And you can, if you can get black figures about what you need on Saturday without Benedetta in the field, I'd be taking that. So what you need is the best. Would it be a bit like the opposite of Cascadian? Would it be worth having a little bit now at fixed odds? So if Benedetta does go to Mooney Valley, you're safe? Or is that just overthinking it? No, we, we cop deductions on that ah, anyway. You do. You do. Look, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one to, mm. you know, I'd... Yeah, I'd probably just wait. Okay. And, you know, you can, they can skin you on deductions. So what I'd say is wait. See, if, you'll know Friday morning with whether Benedetta is um, running at Mooney Valley on Friday night and then you can decide whether you invest on what you need. But um, I think anything in black figures about that horse would be a really good bet. Sensational. All right, well, it looks like a good day out at Flemington. I'll be meeting you trackside, my friend, and I'm going to be reminding you to set yourself a limit and have a think about what you're really gambling with. I suggest you all do the same. So I think that's pretty much us. Done and dusted for another week on the monologue, and we'll catch you same bad time, same bad channel next week. Benny, thanks for that. Thanks, Sonny. Good luck, punters. Have a good weekend. Good luck, punters. Have a cracker. Bye-bye.